Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yay. Hi, everyone. And uh, I'm super excited today to have Frank. Uh, he is a guru in health and fitness. And uh, Frank Hosgrove. And uh, I've met him and, and gotten to know he and his family. He is an amazing the what he does and and he seems like a like a nice guy normal guy i mean he's good looking like a lot of trainers are and keeps in shape like most of them do if not all but uh, he's been doing this forever and he has a lot of people that he trains um and uh, he's trained them from eight to 80 he told me the other day that he had a guy came that came to see him he was 95 who wanted to do the olympics i, I guess there's a for uh, older people. And, um, and so he was, uh, he said that he said, I, I helped him get more fit, but he's uh, today, and we're going to turn it over to him in a minute. He's told me, he said, you know, I want to really help people create realistic expectations to meet their fitness goals. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, so Frank, how did you figure all that out? I mean, I know you're a trainer. I know you, you practice what you preach, so to speak. And you're amazing looking and you're and you love what you do and do what you love but how did you uh get this uh particular subject matter because it's your idea and i like it i'm sure everyone else will too oh yeah i i love uh you know setting people up for success it's you know that was always my one of my most important things from making people achieve their goals that are realistic to actual uh safety you know is the the other most important thing for me because if you're doing stuff that's dangerous whether it's because you're uh not setting realistic expectations and you're trying to do something you shouldn't be doing or you're just not setting uh safety guidelines and you're doing stuff the wrong way um it becomes dangerous so if you have realistic goals and you do it the right way uh you'll be successful and you'll see the motivation come along because as you're you know starting to achieve that goal you start getting more and more excited because your goal is starting to become a reality and you know it's something that you wanted so that's another great thing because if it's something you want and you're seeing it come to fruition then it's it's a a great feeling you know but if it's something you don't really care about then it's it's probably not going to be something that you're going to stick with very long because it's not very high up on your uh, importance of things that you do. So, you know, most people that always came to see me, like they had something that they wanted to get in shape for, whether it was in shape for a wedding or, uh, you know, they wanted to try to run a race or, um, you know, the doctor told them something about their health that scared them and, so on and so forth, and they need to, you know, get off certain medications or so on and so forth. And, you know, these are important things to them, so they have a motivation. And if, like I said, they have realistic expectations of how to do things and how long it'll take them to get there, 
you know, because you'll see like the, the reality TV shows or they make it seem like, you know, they're losing like 50 pounds a month and doing stuff like that. And yeah, you can do 50 pounds a month if you live on a ranch and that's all you're doing every day, all day, living and breathing it. And you have uh, only healthy food options when you're there and you're exercising all day. But that's not realistic for most people that work, you know, nine to five or longer hours or stay at home moms with all the kids running around like crazy and so on and so forth. You know, that's not realistic, realistic expectations. So everybody's different. You know, I train people that work 16 hour days to uh, people that are stay at home moms and they have more flexibility because their kids are in school and um, people that are retirees and, you know, or, or athletes that are, you know, in high school. So it just, it comes down to what is, what is it that you want? Not what is it that you, you know, a, a woman sees somebody like Jillian Michaels and wants to look like that. Well, okay, so, you know, let's look at your overall genetics. Let's look at how far it would take you to get to that according to what your current body composition is and your current fitness level. And then let's set a realistic goal of how long it would take you to get there. You know, it might take you two years to get there. It might take you five years. It might take you only a few months because you're already in really good shape, you know. But if you don't set those realistic goals, you're really setting yourself up for failure. I have a question, and that is such a good point. Thank you for even talking about that. So I, I watched her uh, her on YouTube, I believe, and she's amazing, right? And she has a husband, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that really works with her, you know, and they're quite a dynamic duo there if I'm not mistaken but it's somebody like that if it's not her Uh, but so you're saying you have people that are motivated when they see maybe her videos or they see you working with somebody or or you know they read something about you and um, and so these people come to you and they may be let's say somebody is 30 pounds overweight it's going to obviously take them a lot longer to get it than a couple of months but you said something to to us at the beginning of our uh, of your show here. You said that it's you got to have a mindset to do it, right? So because motivation will come and go, right? I think. But mindset. Cool. Okay. So explain because you're more than a you're more than a fitness coach. You're a mind body spirit coach, right? So you got to train the mind to work with the body, or train the body to work with the mind. However you look at it, can you? Share with us a little bit about that because that's huge. I see people fall off the wagon. I've fallen off the wagon, you know, um, but I get back on and you get back on. We all do. It's okay to cheat sometimes or not be the best one day, but not every day, I guess. So how is that, like, getting the mindset to do it? Because one day you get tired of, like, trying to be Julian Michaels uh, and you want to be just tired and you want to take a break. So please help help us understand that. That's key, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if let's say you're taking that Jillian Michaels approach, and it's it's not realistic because you know, again, you would have to work out, uh, you know, let's say five to seven days a week, and you would have to uh, eat, live, and breathe it. Um, and for most people, they can't do that because of work or family or uh, just time commitment. But it's it's not a realistic goal. So you have to go back to, you know, what is realistic? What is going to be your motivation? It might not be right. Jillian Michaels. Maybe it's more of, a, you know, you want to drop three or four inches from your waistline and lose, you know, 30 pounds and 
have a lot more energy and be a lot stronger and just, you know, feel good, you know, and, and everything. Just really feel good about your body because it's it's so addictive once you start feeling good because it's a natural drug that uh, you can't can't buy in a sense. You know, you have to you have to earn it. And if you set those realistic goals and you start looking at it, well, you know, why, why do you want to be necessarily like somebody else? You want to be yourself, but you want to be right. the best self you can be. So if you want to be the best self you can be and you set a realistic goal, let's say you're 35% body fat and you're 180 pounds and you want to get to 160 pounds and you want to drop off like, you know, 15, 20% body fat. Well, you can do that, you know, but it, it might take you a year according to your schedule or even longer, you know, if you're not really abiding by the the standards that you need to, to achieve it. Because, you know, if you want to, to lose body fat and you want to increase your lean muscle, you have to be good with your diet, too. You know, it doesn't matter how much you exercise. If you're eating pizza, drinking coffee, and having donuts and you know, stuff like that, it's going to be really hard to achieve that goal because you're, you know, not putting the proper fuel in your body. Um, Like we talked about on a different podcast, you know, if you don't have the right fuel and you're not feeding your engine, you're you're not really going to get the results that you want because, you know, at the end of the day, if I wake up and I'm tired and I don't have a lot of motivation and, um, you know, I just feel sluggish, it's going to be a lot harder to work out. But if I am the opposite, I wake up, I have a little bit of energy going. Um, I have a motivation, you know, I want to get, you know, let's say 10 pounds off and um, I want to just get leaner and fitter and, you know, be happier when I see myself in the mirror and stuff like that. Then, then I have a motivation, you know, and you can make that, that goal realistic when you actually put it down in, in writing because I think uh, having it down and actually seeing it in physical writing and having some type of actual, like, uh, physical written goals and putting it somewhere where you see it, it's in your face. It's not just in your, your mind. It makes right. a big difference as well. Because you can't just say you want to do something. you got you got to be held accountable to it. So, you know, if you're uh, not training with a trainer or in, and you're doing it on your own, so where where's your accountability? Is it a workout partner? Is it something that you're looking at on the refrigerator every day? Um, because if you just say you want to do something without any realistic uh, accountability, most people aren't going to do it. You know, so you got to have that accountability measure to go with it to to set those realistic goals. And like I said, if if you're setting the goal and you want to lose a hundred pounds, well, you know that's a long ways away. What's going to keep you accountable to losing that hundred pounds? You know that that's going to take you a while to do. If you're losing one to two pounds per week, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, anywhere from 50 weeks to 100 weeks at that point doing it. And you got to stay on track or you're not, you know, gaining four or five pounds this week and losing three or four pounds the next week and, you know, so on and so forth. So what's going to keep you on track? You know, the realistic goals. If you're trying to do a, uh, let's say, a caloric deficit where you're dropping, let's say you want to, you know, lose there's, there's 3,500 calories and, and one pound of fat. So if you want to lose a pound a month, that's, you know, essentially what, uh, a little more than 100 um, calorie deficit per day, just one pound in a month. Now, if you want to do that per week, 
we're talking about, you know, 500 calories a day roughly to, to lose in a week of a deficit of what you currently eat if you're staying the same weight. If you're constantly gaining weight, then obviously we're at a, a caloric surplus, so we need to change that drastically and drop down. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in not making drastic changes unless a doctor is telling you to. I'm a big believer in you make subtle changes to make it realistic, and then you just keep making changes, keep making changes, keep making changes until you get to a comfortable level that, okay, this is realistic. You know, I can eat five meals a day, you know, with my work schedule and they're small meals and they're, they're meals that I prep so that are uh, realistic for me because they're foods I like and the portion size is, is fitting my lifestyle and my goals because if you're, you know, reaching those, then you're going to start seeing the difference. But if you're always hungry because you make too big of a drastic drop in calories, your metabolism is going to slow down drastically, and then you're actually going to come to a halt, which happens to a lot of people because they make too big of a drastic change, and then they can't lose weight anymore. And they're like, I don't get it. I'm only eating like 700 calories a day, and I'm not losing weight. It's because your, your metabolism turned into a metabolism of a snail. You know, it's like barely burning any calories because you're, you, you made too drastic of a jump and your body's going into starvation mode, you know, basically survival mode, and it's shutting down. And it's eating away your muscle and eating away your, essentially, practically your organs in order to survive. Wow. It's not going to eat away the, the weight. Like it wants to conserve that to survive. It's a survival mechanism. So you have to set realistic expectations, you know, just make a small, like I said, you got, you got to kind of monitor your weight because if you're not, then you definitely won't know, you know, and I wouldn't, I'm not a big believer in monitoring it daily. I'm more of a believer in monitoring it weekly, but you know, whatever motivates you, if it motivates you to check it every morning, you just got to be realistic. There's going to be some mornings you wake up and you're slightly heavier and there's going to be some that you wake up start slightly uh, lighter. And then you just got to do a graph because you know, everything affects your weight from, you know, a little more graphic detail, but your bowels to your uh, water retention to just your, your what you ate last night, what you did the day before, so on and so forth, to um, just that, that particular day. You know, there's anomalies sometimes in general, you know. So if, when you look at the graph or you, you do it weekly, you'll start seeing a true number because if you gain a pound on one day but you lose for the next three days a pound you got a negative two deficit so now you're you're doing good you can't let that one day where you gained a pound set you back from a motivation standpoint um because that was just more of like i said one of those other factors that probably caused it you just got to stay the course stay on track and you'll see the results um because there will be setbacks you know just that are realistic and i let people know that like you you have to let yourself know, like, there's going to be days that are setbacks, you know, that aren't necessarily explainable because you can't, you don't know what caused it. But, you know, you, you have to keep pushing forward because if you know you're doing the right things and you're following the plan, you will see the results. It's just proven science. Like, there's no way that you won't see results when you follow the plan unless you're not following the plan. That ain't you. That's some great points that you made. There. So I ha- I have another question for you. So meeting, creating realistic expectations. So 
So you're, I mean, I work out, run every day. I know you do your own workouts with, with your, you know, with your family or by yourself or whatever, but it's a habit for you. So when you're losing weight um, and you, and muscle weighs more than fat, as the, as your, the muscle, the fat is, I'm going to use this word, I don't know if this is correct, you just talked about it, but when the muscle turns in or the fat turns into muscle or get rid of the fat and it becomes muscle, however that works, and you, you may not be losing weight, right? I mean, you may gain weight, don't you think? Or is that true? Or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I used to love kind of playing with those people in general. So, you know, if I, if I replace a pound of fat with a pound of muscle, do you lose weight or do you gain weight? Okay. Well, what well, do you think is the answer? You're going to gain weight, aren't you? Because muscle weighs more than fat, right? Okay, so I, I, I got a scale, a weight scale, food scale, and I replaced the pound, I put on each side a pound of fat and a pound of muscle. Which way does the scale tilt? The same, I guess, right? Or no, because you just said something about the 3,500. I don't know. Okay, tell me. Tell me what. Um, <laughs> so, okay. It weighs the same because they're both a pound. The, the okay, only so the difference is. None, none is heavier. One is on heavier. Okay. That's that's pretty basic. Sorry. It's, it's the density. It's the the density is completely different. If I replace a a pound of fat, if you're looking at it, for example, let's say it's the size of uh, like four fists put together, but a pound of muscle is the size of like one fist. So there's a huge difference in just volume, pure size. So right. Your weight the same, but now you lost you know let's say two three inches, you know, and your metabolism goes up a lot more for each pound of muscle that you put on. So now you have more uh, more leg room. So, for example, like your caloric intake, let's say you like to eat 1,500 calories a day, you know, 1,500. So if I gain, you gain a pound of muscle and you lost a pound of fat, and let's say prior to that exercise plan, you were staying the same weight. You couldn't lose weight. You couldn't gain weight. You were just the same. Your goal is to lose weight. So let's right. say you gain that pound of muscle and you gain that and you lose that pound of fat. Now it's going to be much easier to lose weight because your metabolism just went up a little bit higher. So you're burning more calories, and it's always that calories in versus calories out kind of scale. So if you're burning more energy than what you're putting in, you're going to lose weight. It's just basic science in a sense. So. The key is the metabolism. You got to be able to get the metabolism higher. So increasing your lean muscle mass will increase your metabolism. Decreasing your body fat count what percentage will increase your metabolism. Not to mention uh, balance out your hormones better and your stress levels and everything else, which also has a negative effect on your body. So all these things start working positively for you. You know that's why typically when you see somebody that is a fitness guru. They're usually not a miserable person. Like they're usually pretty happy-go-lucky. You know, they they got uh, almost this enthusiastic energy, contagious uh, charisma about them in general, because it's you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it basically boils down to that. And you know, you can argue the opposite. People that are really overweight, they're miserable. They're they're you know. depressed a lot of times so on and so forth and you know it because it affects your hormones it affects your brain it affects everything your chemistry so you have to look at it from that standpoint and that's why i said like if let's say you're you're really overweight 
and you got to lose, let's say, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, you know, so on and so forth or whatever, setting a goal of saying I need to lose 200 pounds, that's too big of a number. You're setting yourself up for failure. Set a goal of just losing two pounds this, this next upcoming week, you know, and so on and so forth. And if you lose five or ten, awesome. You, you know, you crush your goal in that sense or whatever. But if you only lost two, so what? That was your goal. You made it. You achieved it. But if you say, I need to lose 100 pounds and you lost only two pounds in a week, you're going to go back to being depressed and saying, you know, I'm never going to get to my goal. So you have to set realistic expectations to, to know, okay, well, if I'm only doing this amount of exercise and I'm fixing my diet and I'm doing little small steps at a time, I'm going to get to my goal, but it's going to take me this number of weeks. And, and I, I need to see the progress on a weekly basis, you know, not a, a yearly basis because that's just not realistic. You're, most people aren't going to be able to, to stay with that motivation that long without setting realistic small goals to be able to, to reach just like in business, just to be able to reach it. You know, if I have a business and I'm saying I want to make, you know, $10 million this next year, you know, instead of saying I want to make, uh, you know, a half a million per, per month to reach that goal. And I'm just looking at the $10 million and I have one bad month where let's say I, I only make $100,000 or something like that, just as a, a big number. Uh, I'm going to be depressed and I'm probably going to say, oh, there's no way I'm going to make it to the $10 million or whatever in a sense. But if I right. set the goals realistically, then I'll, I'll actually start seeing the progress and start realizing, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. What were the downtrends? What were the good trends? Why did this happen? You start investigating and you start realizing, okay, you know, this is why, you know, it's because I had a, a bad few days because of this and it set me back. But the next few days, I'm going to make a great few days to counter what those last few days were, and I'm going to be right back on track and on my trajectory to, to getting where I need to be, you know, and, th and that's where it comes down to being realistic. I I like that. That is so key right there. Um, and I know that you've had some great Cinderella, Cinderella stories. You, you told me one the other day about a 95-year-old man that came to you and you help him set some realistic goals by keeping his expectations in check are realistic too. So can you share that story? Cause uh, we, we have about five minutes here, but I thought that was a wonderful story. Maybe I was like, Oh my gosh. Right. Right. You're amazing as a trainer. Yeah. I know that. So that was one of my favorite stories. Uh, this, this gentleman came in and he was, you know, 95 years old, out of shape, uh, not not terribly out of shape, but he couldn't walk great, walk slow. Um, you know, he didn't use a cane, but he, he walked pretty slow, dragged his feet, had a lot of swelling of water in his, his legs and calves, so on and so forth. And he told me he wanted to, to run in the Senior Olympics and compete. And, you know, I looked at him and I said, okay, you know, let's see where you're at. Let's, let's see your fitness level. So I did a basic evaluation. You know, and it was hard for this gentleman to, to sit and stand without assistance in the sense. And, you know, and I said, all right, we got to strengthen your legs. We got to do this. We got to, and we got to start setting goals of doing this and doing that. And I told him, I said, you know, we got to get to the point where you can walk faster than, you know, two miles an hour, which is where he was starting on the assessment. So let's set the goal of next week. Let's walk at 2.1 miles an hour and then bump it up to 2.2 .2 and so and just going like that and then put an incline. So setting these small little goals to be able to reach his, and he understood. He was a very smart man, and he, he started reaching towards that goal. He never made it to competing for the senior, senior Olympics because he got sidetracked with work 
the guy was a workaholic, still at 95 years old. He owned his own business, stockbroker, and so on and so forth. And so he went back to reverting back to that. But I trained him for about two months, and he was seeing the progress, and he was exciting, and so on and so forth. But, you know, he he stuck with it for a while because he had realistic expectations um, that he wasn't going to just run this Senior Olympics in, you know, six months from now or and so on and so forth. And I said, look, you've you got to set realistic goals. That's what, what I'm about, and that's one of the things that I, I value myself most on. If you don't set those realistic goals, you're going to give up within the first few weeks because you're going to realize there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. This is impossible. Right. It's too big of a mountain. You know, instead of climbing a hill, you're climbing a mountain. Wow. That's a, that's a great story. So let me ask you this. Um, so realistic expectations for people. Um, so they can say, well, I want to run this or I want to walk this or I want to do this. I want to lift the, this, lift this amount of weight, but you, you start out, not I'm not even use word slow. You start out small and build on top of that progress. That's what you're saying, correct? And um, okay, and you don't look at it as the big taking the whole bite of the sandwich or eating it all. You just start little by little, and and flexibility. From what I'm hearing you say, and you've told me this before, it's super important, right? Flexibility um, uh, and knowing the rules of safety when working out, right? Um, Absolutely. So, okay, so uh, I'm using running because that's what I love to do and row and you know, all that. I know, we all got our thing. So if you're starting to run um, and you do you walk first and then you start running, and if you're rowing, do you row a little bit and then you speed it up? or um, and, and how does that build your flexibility and your strength? Can you explain that to, to us? Yeah, so like, for example, you want to run, but, you know, walking is a struggle in general in a sense. So, you know, you start setting small goals with the walking on a pace and a speed, and then maybe you start taking it to where you you put a a weight on you and you're walking uh, at a speed, or you start walking at an incline uphill or doing stairs, and then you start building that strength and power, and you can either combine that with weight training to build the strength in your legs so it'll be easier for you to run, and working out your core, doing abdominal exercises and flexibility. Flexibility also has to do with, with running. If you're extremely tight in all your muscles, it's going to be very hard to run because your right. muscles just aren't going to want to do it. Um, so, you know, the key is like the, the progressions on uh, how small of a progression to me like you can make, you know, because unless you can make a big progression, those are usually unsafe. You know, I'm a believer in making small progressions, and if you need to make them more often, then that's that's great. But I, I wouldn't make big leaps and bounds because that's where injuries happen because it's there's usually something that you are sacrificing when you make big leaps and bounds, whether it's form and technique, whether it's flexibility, whether it's strength, so on and so forth, whether it's uh, – just too much too soon that your body doesn't have the uh, energy systems in place to be able to do it. So it, it becomes a high risk. You're risking safety at that standpoint. And I'm not a big believer in doing that. Um, you know, it's, there's a difference from let's say a marathon runner going to be a triathlete because they already have a, a lot of endurance, but they, it's a different animal doing a triathlon. So you now you have to train differently and do different. So you can't just go compete in a triathlon the next week. So, you know, there, there's different elements that come into it. And so you got to start, you know, doing some swimming and seeing how good your swimming is and maybe getting a swimming coach 
and start doing some some different uh, type of techniques and so on and so forth to add to it. But you got to be realistic. You know, if you're not a swimmer, then probably triathlons are not for you. Right, right. That's a that's a hard that's a hard deal there. Um, I've had friends that have done that. Oh, it's a big a lot of training, you know. Um, but that's you've been wonderful uh, as usual. Um, and thank you for breaking that down and explaining it. You have a lot of passion about this, Frank, I, and you can hear it in the way you speak and the way you talk. You've got a lot of experience, and you know that. We're lucky to have you. I know um, we're putting a program together where Frank's going to be able to you're going to be able to get uh, meet him, talk to him via Zoom, or I don't know. We haven't figured that part out. I'm working on that and doing videos so he can teach you how to get six-pack abs, right? That takes work. Um, and uh, for men and women, and uh, is there such thing as no cellulite for women, Frank? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I wondered about that. Some people have it, some people don't. But boy, they're women. That's a big. That's one of their biggest challenges, right there. Right? No more cellulite. Anyway, yeah, so, thank you. Cellulite's a funny one, but. What's that? Well, we'll get into that another day. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So, and the six-pack abs too. Is that okay? So, anyway, buns of steel, six-pack abs, and uh, uh, yeah, cellulite. That's that's some good stuff there. Anyway, um, and we'll have a full people here. A lot of people <laughs> listening later and now. Anyway, you. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday, uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Thank you so much for your knowledge and sharing it with us. Okay, so we'll see you next week. All right. You betcha. It was fun. Okay. Yes, it was. Take care, Frank. All right. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.